Hey guys, welcome back to Topics with Tim. I'm glad you've joined me for yet another podcast. This is going to be a very special, unique podcast and one that I might do more stuff on the future. For those of you who know me, I have a big background in sports. I love sports. So we're actually going to be talking about a very up-and-coming sport, the sport of spikeball. Yes. Now, before we get into the sport of spikeball, I just want to say if you're listening to this podcast, please like, subscribe, leave me a rating. It really helps me grow my pod. I would appreciate it greatly. And yeah. And also, if you want to, I would recommend listening to this on your phone. It is available on any app, any smartphone app that you have on your on your iPhone or Android. That's podcast. This pod will be there. So that's where you can find it. So please like, subscribe. And let's get on with the action. I have a special guest with me on the show, one of my best friends. We've been friends since, I believe, 2013 is what he had mentioned to me the other day. Ronil Chaudhry. Ronil, how are you, man? Tell us, tell us, tell us how you're doing. Yeah, I'm doing good. My name is Ronil, like Tim mentioned. Uh, love, I've been friends with Tim for about seven years. You know, we have a lot of fun together, play sports, love football, basketball. Um, yeah, and recently... Right. Ronil's a uh, Warriors fan. I am. Yeah. Uh, over the past, I'll probably say like two to three years, maybe more, we've been playing spike ball and yeah, we just want to introduce you guys to it, talk more about it and play spike ball with some of you guys. Heck yeah. And let's, let's give some shout outs at the beginning of the show. Can we yeah. shout out our, our, our recent spike ball crew that we've kind of encountered? We had really just played amongst ourselves for a number of years, but I think, was it Ronil? Did you put, you put out a, a game on the spike ball app, correct? You're saying like the recent one? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember playing. So me, Tim, we have one of our other buddies, Roy, Roy Hawk. Uh, we would play and we always found that, you know, with spike ball, you need four people. And we always found, you know, we needed a fourth person. It was just so hard to find that fourth person. So uh, yeah, uh, Tim kind of mentioned the spike ball app to me that he used previously. Uh, so I downloaded it and I kind of set up just a, just a pickup game at a park near Sac State. And uh, before we knew it, you know, we had all these spike ball friends coming out. Like they were so good too. Uh, oh, and so just kinda, good. Like, like they're just so <laughs> fun to play with. And like, um, so yeah, we kind of, you know, we've been hanging out with that group. We've been playing with them at the park, you know, like every Wednesdays, all day Saturdays. It's just super fun, man. Yes, that's perfect. So let's, let's give a shout out. So we got, we got our boy, Eric, who we met. We got Libby. We got Cosmo, Josh, Caleb. Who else am I missing? I think Noah. We got our boy Ben Fischel. Ben Fischel, of course. Ben, ben was one of he's one of the OGs. He's yeah, been playing he this for a while. My cousin Mikey comes out to play got sure plays with us sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing somebody and I'm gonna feel bad that I missed them, but that's who I can remember off the top of my head. But shout out to those spike ball folks. We've definitely found the spike ball community to be really fun and friendly. Maybe maybe there's something about the sport of spike ball that just draws really cool people to it. But yeah, it's like super I, don't know, I haven't met a a spike baller yet that I'm like, Oh wow. This guy, except for, you know, Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy. All right. Ronil, before we get too much on the spike ball, just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you're up to these days. And, and yeah. Yeah. So for me, I work at Sac State as a campus missionary and uh, you know, we, we go out there, like reach college students, share the gospel and just with COVID since March, we've been doing everything online on Zoom, uh, which hasn't been the most fun, you know, but it's what, it's what it is oh, for now. And so, yeah, doing a lot of Zoom calls. And then as of recently, I'd probably say the last two or three months, I've been getting outside, 
playing volleyball, playing spike ball with Tim, with some other friends. Um, but as for my job, yeah, that's what I do uh, at Sac State. And all of that is online. So I'll do Zoom meetings, FaceTimes most of the week. And then, um, yeah, and then I try to just, you know, get outside, play games, hang out with friends. It's um, kind of what I've been doing recently. It's awesome. You got a girlfriend as well. So a lot of yeah. stuff going on in Mr. Raniel's life. But he still makes time for his friends and makes time to play in some sports. So I'm very happy to have been your friend for so long and continue to enjoy great times together. We make a pretty solid spike ball squad as well. Yeah, Your serves are, are coming on strong and your, your spikes are strong too. But yeah, like, like Raniel said, we got introduced to a new group of players and they are really, really good. And we thought we were good and then realized, oh, wow, we, we are not nearly as good as we thought. We have a lot of improving to do, but hey, you can't improve unless you play against people that are better than you. So let's go Let's go back in history, Roniel. Tell us, do you remember the first time you played spike ball and how yeah. was that experience? Yeah, so it's one of our, through our friends, uh, Jonathan. I'm not sure if you remember his last name. Uh, don't. But Tim, uh, our friend Jonathan and I were all part of this small group, this guy's small group. And uh, before, so Tim and I lived together at these apartments and we would, we had this back area that had like a ton of grass. And so our buddy, Jonathan, just like in, uh, invited us to come play spike ball. Uh, so me, Tim, our buddy, Jonathan, Mike, we all just got together. We started playing spike ball and he, he introduced us to it. I even remember like we would set up a GoPro underneath the net to kind of get like a cool view of like all the angles of like us playing and stuff like that. Um, so I don't remember exactly what year that was, maybe like 2016, 2017, um, that he kind of introduced us to it. That was, that was kind of the first time I remember playing. Yeah, shout out to Jonathan. If you're listening to this pod, I'm probably going to try to link it to him on Facebook or something. But he, yeah, he got us introduced to it, and we loved it right away. I think it wasn't long after that that I bought my own set, and we started playing on my set for a while because my set's at least five years old, five, six years old, and has been through some trauma. And then eventually, Roniel ended up buying one. We mainly use yours because you brought the you bought the pro set. Mm-hmm. Mine is is kind of the older set, not as not as durable. The rookie set. But yeah, I remember just I remember just thinking how much fun this game was and how simple it was, and you don't need a whole team. It's not like soccer where I need a whole squad to play, or basketball where I need. Well, I guess it's kind of similar to basketball. You do need. Well, no, no, not not necessarily true because to get a good basketball game, you need four on four or five on five. Let's be real. So didn't require a lot of people. And I think I enjoy, and this kind of goes perfectly into my next question I was going to ask you, Renee, tell me what you enjoy most about spike ball. Yeah, so I was going to say for that question, I think one of the things that I really love, kind of like Origin 2, is like, I remember like we found it really fun to play on sand. Like, I remember mm-hmm. like going to the beach with you guys and just playing on the sand. That was really fun. But especially oh, so for like, di- like diving and stuff like that is super fun. And kind of like similar to what you shared, Tim, I would say one of my favorite things is like how how easy it is to learn, like how simple, like, you know, you only need a partner, like you only need four people um, to play. And I think it's just like the, the, the rules are very easy to learn. And it just, um, you know, you're able to pick it up really quickly. Um, and it's, it's very like similar to volleyball. Like, you know, like there's a, it's spike ball has a net, but it's like, it's on the ground and you have three hits between you and your teammate to get it back on the net. So it's kind of similar to volleyball in that way. Um, but yeah, easy to learn and just, just a really fun sport. I found, I found for me, like, you know, I'm not like the, I love to play other sports as well. Volleyball, um, basketball, football, but like, yeah. I'm not really like, I like, I wouldn't say I'm like really good at those and I'm not the greatest at spike ball either, but I found that 
I kind of picked up spike ball a little bit better. Like just, it was just easier for me to pick up. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. We have played some ball together over the years. I've enjoyed, hopefully, hopefully after this craps over, we can get back to some basketball. Love that sport as well. Yeah. As far as for me, what I enjoy most about it, again, I come from a background. I grew up playing sports since the age of five, six, I was in soccer, baseball, what are the other ones? Basketball. What are the other, uh, there's another sport that they put you in when you're Cricket. young. I can't remember what it was. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I played mean, growing up, Cricket. I was like two. <laughs> really? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> I actually did play cricket one time with these kids when I was in India on a missions trip. I, uh, I actually got to experience a little bit of cricket. Not much, but a little bit. Nice. Anyway, I'm a big sports guy. I've That's just my bread and butter since I was six years old. I'm either playing a sport, I'm watching a sport. That's just a big part of kind of who, like what I like to do really is just be active and play sports. And what I love about spike ball is I get to kind of, I get to be, because I consider myself a pretty athletic person. I spend a lot of time on stretching, foam rolling, making sure that I'm very nimble and can move really well. And I feel like this game accentuates the ability to just move and move in space. And I love just, I love diving to, for digs. I love making like crazy where I have to, I'm jumping over the net and swatting the ball back across the net. I'm, you know, doing all these crazy acrobatic stuff. Mm. And this game, you know, turns that into a strength. And so I'm, I love it. It's just, I just absolutely love just going crazy. I feel like I'm, I feel like, you know me, you played with me, right? I'm on the ground almost every play. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm either on my knees, get trying to spike or I'm diving somewhere. Like I'm never upright. I'm always, and that was funny. Cause I, when I used to play soccer, my coaches would get mad cause I loved slide tackling so much. And so they would be like, Tim, get off the ground. Cause I, anytime, any chance I could slide tackle you, I was going for it. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever, for whatever reason, I love being on the ground. I love being acrobatic and this game allows me to do that and, and be good at the game. And then the second thing I would say I love about it is the the anticipation it requires i love mm-hmm. being able to you know see the ball being put in the air and then making a guess and going okay i think they're gonna go i think this guy's gonna spike in i think they're gonna go this direction and then seeing mm-hmm. if you can anticipate that movement get in position and then stop it you're just like you're like i just, I just outthought them i i was yeah. like a step ahead in like a chess game and was able to get the upper hand so i love that aspect of it as well now yeah. Neil. Obviously, like you mentioned, we started playing with some new players who are really good and they kind of were poning us early on. So what do you find to be the most difficult about spike ball? Yeah, so I think the most difficult thing, kind of like so Tim was saying, like, uh, so playing spike ball, uh, I'm sure we'll get, we'll get into this a little bit more later, but like once, once the ball is served, like you can move anywhere around the net to like hit it. Uh, so I think one of the hardest things is uh, – Kind of like, so wherever the other, like where your opponent is hitting it, it can just, it can fly to like another side of the park and you have to kind of like, you have to try to like hit it as close back to the net as possible to kind of set up your partner to get it back on the net. So I think it's just like read, like being able to, like I would say the hardest thing is like being able to like read where it's going, getting to it as fast as possible and trying to, trying to like recover it basically. in the best way possible to get it back to your teammate. Hmm. Well said. I think when you mentioned trying to read the opponents, I think that when we had played together, just the four of us, we got pretty good at being able to read each other, 
But when we got introduced to this new group of players, all of a sudden it was, there's especially a couple of very strong players who are almost unreadable Mm. to where they come up to the ball and you have just no idea. I'm starting to, eventually I've started, I've I've started to notice patterns with certain people. So I'm, I'm starting to guess Mm. it a little bit more often, which is kind of part of the game, just learning what your opponent likes to do and then trying to take away what they like. But a lot of times these, you know, like Caleb and Josh, for example, have just these kill shots that are unreadable where I'm literally on the other side of the net and they hit it to the complete opposite side where no one is. And I, I wasn't able to read that. I wasn't able to predict that outcome. And so it's been a super hard adjustment defensively to try to communicate with your partner and try to have you both on the same page to know what your opponent likes to do and to know to take that away or where they're most likely going to go. And I'm still realizing that's like such a big area that I need to improve on to just yeah. communicate that and work yeah, together. Like that's something that I want to work on too, is just like the, like the defense aspect, you know? I'm yeah. Like, I don't think we really ever had any sort of organized defense when it was just the four of us, but now that yeah. we're playing against these quality of players, all of a sudden it's okay. We need to have some sort of defensive strategy now yeah. where, you know, one of us is going low or high or, one of us is taking away this side and I'm taking away the other side. Like it definitely is requiring a lot more of us, but that's what makes it fun because we're, we're getting better. Yeah. Now, I know those of you who are listening who have no idea what spike ball is are probably so confused right now. I'm probably like, what the heck are they even talking about? So let's just take some time to kind of explain how the game works, what it is. Now, obviously we're not on video necessarily, so I can't, you know, obviously it'd be great just to show you. I know a lot of people are, are pretty visual learners, but, for those of you who are more auditory learners, Ronnie, why don't you explain to us just the basics of the game? Describe what it, what the net looks like, the size, all that kind, of, all that good stuff. Yeah, so the net is kind of like it's kind of like a circular net. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the size, but it's like you have that on the ground, and then you like it comes with like a small, like yellow ball. You know, like you have that, and it's like you have you partner up with a teammate, so it's two on two you kind of stand next to your teammate and like the team, the opposite, the other team stands opposite of you guys. Um, and so basically, so that's the formation. Like that's kind of how you start. And then um, one team kind of serves it to the other team standing at like a six foot distance. You, you serve it. And then the other team, uh, like uh, upon receiving the serve, you have to pass it. So once they get the serve, they pass it. Usually what I like to do is I pass it underhand and then I can, so then once I pass it off the serve, my partner can hit it back on the net or they can pass it back to me. You have up to three serves. And so once the ball hits the net again, it's the, uh, it's back on the other team to get three hits to hit it back on the net. So usually what people will do is uh, they'll, they'll hit it kind of low off the net and like they'll score that way or they'll hit it, super hard super far which is very hard to recover um and so yeah i don't know tim if you want to add anything to that or yeah no that was awesome i would say for those again i'm a big visual learner so for those visual learners who are maybe struggling right now like trying to imagine what this game looks like if you've never seen it picture a giant like not a giant i should say picture one of those mini trampolines right it's like a mini trampoline except for instead of the trampoline portion it's more of a netting with a lot bigger of holes you know almost like a netting you would like climb that kind mm-hmm. of netting. And so it, obviously it's tightened around this circular frame towards it has a lot of tension. And so when you hit, when you hit the, the yellow ball, which I believe is about 12 inches is what it says is the standard. It'll spring off the trampoline towards the other team. And the other team, again, it's a lot like volleyball instead of, instead of hitting it over a net, you're hitting it against a net. 
but it's the same exact concept, right? Like it would be served to me. I would hit it up in the air in the same way I would if I was digging in volleyball. I would hit it up in the air so my teammate could then either spike it down off the net or they could set me up for an even better spike to to get it in a position where the team won't be able to return it onto the net. So maybe that the the trampoline sort of helps out you visual learners out there. So, but it's a really fun game. It's 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 a 360 game. So, as soon as you serve and the other team returns, it's a 360 game. So, I could end up on the completely other side of the net by the end of the game because they hit it there and I had to be there and so I love that it's just 360. You're just running around circles and back and forth and Is there anything else? I'm trying to think if there's any other basic basic things we should be saying. You serve, three hits, back on, three hits, back off. Obviously, if it hits the rim, that's doesn't count. The other team wins the point. If it hits what's called the the big thing is in spike ball is what's called a pocket. Reno, you love this, don't you? Huh? Pocket. <laughs> so the pocket, there's on the netting, on the very kind of outside of the netting towards where the plastic ring is, there's a little bit of weakness in the net. Like it's not as tight in those portions. And so sometimes the ball will hit this weird spot on the, on the net and it will, it will really perform weirdly. The ball will just go off in a random direction or, and we call that a pocket. And so a pocket on a serve is a redo, but a pocket during a rally is you just have to play it. So there's sometimes a lot of bad luck and good luck where you hit it, it hits the pocket. So the ball goes off some random direction that no one was anticipating and you know what? You win that point because it was just that's the, the randomness element of the game. And obviously you get both sides have that ability. You can play if you still want to, but a lot of times those pockets are, are difficult to play. But if it is on a serve, you, you have to redo the serve. So that's the only other basic thing I can think of. But we did come up with a pretty fun there are a lot of actually different ways to play spike ball that are kind of fun, like little nuances you can add. And Renee, I want you to tell us about the game that we play when maybe we don't, maybe we have an uneven amount of players. Maybe we have like five, so we can't do, and we want to include everybody, or maybe we only have three. Tell us about the game that we sort of invented around spike ball that, that, yeah. that keeps us entertained. Yeah. So I think this was kind of your idea, Tim. So it's, so it's basically horse, but we play with the letters of spike ball. So it's, so for example, it'd be like five people and we'd all be going around the net. So it'd be like, you're just like, you're on your own team. So you'd be going around the net, you'd be serving it to somebody. And so kind of what we added as like a little thing is like, once you hit it off the, so you have, you have you, so you get two hits. Um, and so once you hit it off the net, you have to spin around just to kind of like make it just a little bit harder, just so, you know, you're not just hitting it super hard. Um, you know, and like just to add a little bit, like just to add another element to it, you hit it off the net, you spin around and then you wait for it to be, you wait for your, like the person who's going to be serving it back to you off the net. Um, and then each person, um, yeah, each person does that. Uh, and who, and whoever doesn't get it gets a letter. And once you get spike ball, you're out basically. Yeah. We have a lot of fun with that. We also get very dizzy. Yeah. With that, Cause you're spinning around so much, especially if the rally drags on, you are, you are not, <laughs> that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it so much more challenging to, as you're, you know, wobbling around because you're so dizzy, trying to locate the ball and then hit it back on in two hits um, is fun. There's also other variations to play. I was reading on one variation is you actually, and we haven't tried this, but I'm excited to try this. You actually have to hold hands with your partner and work together 
to get it back on the net. I think that would be really fun to try. I'm kind of looking yeah. forward to that one because you really got to be on the same page, same page with that one. So anyway, hopefully that gives you a good kind of basis of what this game is. And now I kind of want to actually talk a little bit about the history of it. And I did a little research here to kind of find out what, what is the sport? When was it invented? Who made it big? Right. It's just yeah. kind of a random sport kind of came out of nowhere. Right. So I'm using Wikipedia for this. Okay. So this isn't, you know, the greatest of sources, but they did, they did have some other sources that I was able to find. So essentially this sport, now it was originally called round net. And so before spike ball is called round net. And it was originally created in 1989 by a guy named Jeff Nurek, if I'm pronouncing that right, Jeff Nurek. So I went down the rabbit hole and I thought, who the heck is Jeff Nurek? Right? Who is this guy? So Jeff Nurek was a American cartoonist, industrial designer, and toy maker. So he was born in 1966. He apparently got famous for donating a kidney. So kudos to him. Obviously a great guy. He was donated to his cousin. He lives in Indiana, Fishers, Indiana, with his wife and his children. He graduated from the University of Michigan with a degree in industrial design. And then in 1989, while working for the IDEA, IDEA, with little periods or whatever you call it, Toy Invention Studio, his creation Spikeball was marketed by a company named Tomi, which is a Japanese entertainment company. So he came up with this game. And he's also known for other games. Ronil, tell, tell me if you know any of the other games. So he, he also invented a game called What's in Ned's Head. Have you heard of that game before? I have not. So apparently it's a popular game that's received several parenting awards. It was created in 2013. He also developed a game called Monster Under My Bed. Do you remember that, Ron Ronil? I feel like I remember that one, but do you? I, the name sounds familiar, but I don't remember the game. I, I swear I saw that on a commercial when I watched Nickelodeon as a kid. I swear. He also created something called Magic in a Minute, which was a line of, of children's toys, magic tricks. So obviously this guy, he's a creator. He loves to create, create cartoons. And he created our beautiful sport of round net, or now it's referred to as spike ball. So what was interesting is there was a period where the, the game actually became outdated and lost popularity. And they, uh, Wikipedia claims this was in 1995. And so it actually kind of died out. Hmm. So I guess at the time, it just didn't catch on or they didn't promote it enough. I'm not sure why it didn't catch on, but it didn't catch on. Hmm. Fast forward to 2000 and... Let's see if here was... I think it was 2003? 2003. So fast forward to 2003, we have a guy introduced. His name is Chris Reuter. Chris Reuter. Okay, so the story is Chris Reuter, him and his brother went to Hawaii with two of his friends, and one of them had an old set, round net set. I don't know if it was called Spikeball at that point, hmm. but they played it on the beach. They loved it. Even a passerby asked about it. We all know how many passerbys we get watching us play. We were like, what the heck is this game? So I'm sure it was a very similar <laughs> experience for them. And he loved it so much, he thought, and he talked with his friends, and they wanted to bring it back to life. So at the time, he found out the game actually wasn't patented at all. So Jeff had not patented it. And the trademark that Jeff had it, I'm assuming, had actually expired. Mm -hmm. So he paid $800 for the trademark. 
and then got a patent for the design changes that they made to the net. They got six of their family and friends to chip in a hundred grand. They found a manufacturer in China and they started selling their new sets in 2008. Mm. And so originally when he was starting, he had a day job doing corporate advertising sales and ran spike ball on the side. And they started selling on their website. They created, they started selling on Amazon, but then it started to gain some popularity. So smaller retail retailers started to ask for it. And then eventually they added more and more. And then eventually he was able to quit his day job because they were just making so much from spike ball. So his big moment here in 2014, apparently Dick's sporting goods called him asking if they could put spike ball sets in their stores, which is not the norm. Usually you as a company are begging other company, other companies to put your stuff on, on the shelves, but companies, REI, big five, were calling them asking them if they could put spike ball on their shelves. So, wow. Incredible. So he's, he's, pretty popular they have quite a number of employees now and are mm. making it work so i thought that was pretty fascinating i always thought it had been called spikeball from the beginning i didn't realize it had had a different name and then lost popularity and someone revived it so thank you chris for reviving spikeball yeah we appreciate it because we're having a really great time with it yeah so there's a little history lesson for you on the history of spikeballs so now you know now, Renault, is there anything else Spikeball related that you wanted to, to talk about? I know I didn't probably tell you about this part here, but I'm, I'm, I'm out of information at this point of what I want to talk about. We'll have to get some of our, uh, our current players on the pod. Maybe we can talk a little more in-depth strategy. But give me, yeah, give me a little strategy on when you're playing, what's something that you are actively trying to do or actively working on kind of in a strategy sense to, to get better? Yeah, I think one of the big strategies for spike ball that takes some time to like really, because I think it's, uh, I mean, just to say, I think it's like you really using that third pass. Um, so you Ooh, have great so you point. Have three, great point. Three passes, and like I mentioned before, you have three passes between you and your teammate. And as Tim mentioned, you know, once it's the ball is served to you, you can set up your partner for a spike. And I think in that moment, it's very tempting, very easy to you know want to just hit it as fast as you can. But I think one of the strategies is to kind of like set the ball back up for your partner to hit it and even like, a you know, hit it way out of the field um, or hit it like super low is another strategy so that they can't get it. I know Tim is very good at that. Like if, yeah, if, you, hit it, if you hit it low, like he'll always get it. So like you can't do that when playing with Tim. But like sometimes, sometimes if you hit it low off the net, like people can't get that. Like it's really hard to dig that out. Um, mm. So I'd say like, yeah, strategy in the third pass. And then also just like, just talking with your partner, right? Like just saying like, Hey, like I got it or you got it. Or like, you know, I'm sending it back to you. Um, we actually played one day with Tim and uh, Tim Roy and uh, what's your name? Maddie. Yeah. What, what oh, Maddie. Friends, yeah, Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And yeah. So we did a version where we didn't talk the whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Tim actually really liked that. But for me, I think the hardest thing was well, like, I, just to say, I only liked it because you guys, you and Roy are so good at making me laugh. True. And laughing is my kryptonite when it comes to sports. Like I won't be able to play if I'm, so you guys would just talk and make me laugh the whole time. So I was sucking. So once we went quiet, I was able to like get focused and play well. So that just my two cents there, but continue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just, uh, yeah. So with that, like being able to talk, uh, being able to communicate is so helpful and like 
letting your partner know that you like either you got it, they got it, you're setting them up just uh, and you kind of have to do it like, I mean, once you kind of see what the game looks like, you'll kind of understand that you kind of have to communicate fast because like the ball is like, you know, like it's going on and off the net fairly quickly. And so again, it might be super high in the sky more might be low. And so you kind of have to be able to read that quick, let your partner know who's getting it and where it's going. Um, so I'd probably say, yeah, just communication, using the third pass, very helpful. Mm, mm. I love what you said about using the third pass. It's rare that I attack on the set on the first pass and I, I typically regret it. Like mm. I can't count the number of times in my head where I just, I don't know, I get greedy or I get kind of pumped in the moment or I'm maybe I'm, I'm itching to get back because I, maybe I missed a couple points in a row and someone, you know, set serves it. My partner hits it up to me and I just go for the spike right away. And I almost always regret it because that's when I usually screw up the most. Cause usually at that point, because you can't off a serve, you're not able to really get a good set because typically you're just trying, I mean, especially with the servers we've encountered, that they're, you're just trying to survive and mm. get the ball up in the air. So typically that set is going to be off. It's, it's going to be off net. It's going to be high, not a good shot to spike off of. But if that second hit, if you're able to get a good set on the second hit to set that partner up, then all of a sudden you've got an opportunity for a kill shot because now you actually have a good set to work with that you can really confuse your opponent on where that's going. So I, like what you said, bingo on the third pass. Like it's, if you don't use the third pass consistently, you're not going to have success. You're not going to have the quality of kill shots that you would. Now, Ronil, we have, we have a group, obviously, that we're playing with now, and they may or may not be listening to this podcast. I don't know. If you are, you know, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Who would you, uh, who would you prefer most to play with in our, in our group? Not to throw shade at anyone you wouldn't want to play with, but who, do you, yeah. who are you working well with these days? Like, are you saying from like our like you, Ben, Roy included, or just just out of the new friends? Oh, out of everyone, yeah, our out new friends everyone. included. Dude, that's kind of honestly like a really tough one. I think like if we're talking about like old, like talking about like our old group that would play, I'd probably say you and Ben, Ben Fischel. Mm. Uh, love like partnering with you guys because I think like you said, we've been playing together. Even though you know we might not be the best and we might not know all the like you know like all the different rules and stuff like that and defense and all that i think we know how to play with each other uh like you and me and you and ben which makes that fun um like i really do enjoy that i think out of like the new group i'd probably say so i have actually have like two favorites i'd probably say one of my favorites is caleb dude like this guy feels so good like for those of you that don't know him like this guy is just like crazy good and the thing is like we haven't even really seen his full potential because like we haven't ever seen him dive. And like, for the most part, he kind of just stays pretty like stationary. Oh, yeah. I want to see what he's like when he's, when he's yeah, like, yeah. Full, like at a tournament. Yeah. So from what I've seen, like, I love playing with him. Cause like he'll set me up and like, I think I really love like, like the way he spikes it, it doesn't even look like he's hitting the ball, but it just flies like so far away. Um, yeah, they get a little wrist snap. Just Yeah. And just out of our other, other friends, I'd probably say Libby, just like super fun to play with. Um, she's pretty good at spike ball. I know she does like some, uh, some like pretty like sneaky, like serves and stuff like that. Um, mm. and yeah, so that's probably. Okay. Okay. I'd say again, if we're with the old group again, same thing, me and you, or you and you and Ben for sure. But again, we, we know each other. We've been playing together a long time. Me and Ben, honestly, I think we are the best. Like if I had to pick a, a, a partner that I work best with, it's Ben because yeah. I feel we 
are really like so on the same page just with everything in life. Like our beliefs are like everything is so on point. Like we're just on the same page. And yeah. I feel like that sort of translates when we play. It's just, there's just this level of camaraderie and this level of trust in each other that we just know we're going to be there for each other. We know what we, what each other like. We're willing to sacrifice for each other in certain ways. And so I feel like we work so like, we'll, we'll talk after we played these last couple of times, like we'll message each other and be like, dude, I like, we had such a good time. Like that was so much fun. It was so intense. I love playing with you, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I work super well with Ben. I'd say out of the new group, we've gotten to, you know, play with a, a good amount of them. I think, I think I would, cause I got only, I've only gotten to play with Josh once. But I, I honestly feel like me and him together could could kill it, could like wreck yeah. it because I feel like where his strengths are, he is super strong, a super strong server, and he's a super strong kill shot spiker. I'm where my where I'm best at is I'm good at digging, right? I can get to I can get to anything. I'll be there. Yeah. Right? I'm good at digging, anticipating, and I also feel like I'm a really good setter as well. So it, when I played with him, I only got to play with him one game. I hope to get to play with him more in the future. But I knew that if I just gave him a good set that would come down, kind of towards the center of the net the point was over mm. like because there's no way if i set him up good enough he's gonna he's gonna kill you every time there's no way you'll know what direction he's gonna go in so i feel like if me and him you know ran in a tournament together or something like that i feel like we would do really well just because we have good uh, kind of opposite maybe strength weakness a little bit mm. and my serve's getting a little bit better too i'm working on it yeah my spike still needs some work as far as just being able to create more like trickery being able to, I feel like when you, you can read my spikes pretty well, hmm. I'm not, I'm not as good at being so good about hiding where I'm going, where it just goes in a direction. You've never seen it. I kind of have to outpower you in order to get you to not return my spike. So hmm. that would be pretty cool. But yeah. That's who I've I enjoyed playing with Josh. I've enjoyed playing with everyone for the most part. I, I've, I've not gotten the chance to play with Caleb much. That would be fun. I got to admit that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. So yeah. Uh, Roy, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, man, your sets need a little bit of work. <laughs> oh, He's going to hate me. He's going to hate me. Me and Roy, we're, we're, we actually work really well together. But yeah. he, I'd say, in all honesty, and I'm not trying to throw shade, just, just being real. Because honestly, Roy's a really good player. And we both, we both are diving for stuff like crazy and just being animals out there. But um, his set game could use a little bit of work. Because I, I, you know, I need good sets for my spikes, so. Yeah, I was gonna say I do, Roy. I do enjoy playing with you. I think like it's actually kind of interesting for me watching you play with our new friends because like him and Eric are pretty good together. I feel like you don't play as well with me as you do with the other guys, but I feel like if we had a little bit more chemistry, like we could be we could be really great together. Uh, but mm. I do enjoy playing with you a ton. Yeah, I, lo I love Roy. I love his hustle. Whenever when I play with him, I know that me and him are gonna be we're like we're never gonna give up on a play. Like is you might think that spikes way out of reach, but either me or Roy, one of us is getting to it, hundred percent, and we're gonna we're gonna continue that point. So, Roy, I love your hustle, bud. Love it. You're an animal, and we love you. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Thank you for joining me on this journey, this spike ball journey. Hopefully, you are encouraged if you're not a current spike ball player to try it out. If you've never played before, it's a lot of fun. You don't have to be some crazy, crazy athlete to play. So don't feel like I run into a problem with whenever I'm trying to get older people to play. I'm like, you know, you don't, I mean, as long as you're a good setter, like and one person on your team is digging, you can honestly like stand there the whole time and not really do much. And yeah. you know, it's not that active to where it's not like playing a soccer game or something. 
I'm trying yeah, to convince them, hey, you can play, you know, as, if you're smart and savvy and you don't need to be running around that crazy. I do it more co- more so because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you're that. dumb, like, don't play. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, but anyway, guys, uh, uh, thank you for listening. Again, please like, subscribe, comment. I have yeah, lots no, of great stuff say, on this podcast. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Renil. Tell us. I was going to say, maybe on the next Spikeball podcast, we could talk about, I know, like, Spikeball sends some emails out and they kind of, like, uh, they are they like kind of share like different things that you could try like different like cheat codes and stuff like that not not, not necessarily mm-hmm. cheat codes but like different like kind of like, kind of like the hand holding thing right like different things that you could do oh different fun game like, ideas yeah like different things that you can call mid game like the way you react to the ball the way you touch the ball things like that uh maybe we could talk about it even implement them in our game and mm-hmm. i know something else that um i don't know if you remember this tim but i think it was josh and cosmo they were kind of talking to us about uh like they were kind of challenging us to use our offhand. So they're kind of challenging uh-huh. us to like do more. So like I'm right-handed, they're challenging me to kind of like serve or kind of like use my left hand a little bit more. So that's something that I want to implement, mm. try to do more as we play. Uh, so yeah, I think in the future podcast for Spikeball, we can mention some more of those little tricks and stuff and we could even try them and see how they go, which ones we like. So yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely do more strategy type videos and more kind of ways to get better. I think Josh even mentioned that he will sometimes just grab a spike ball and he'll just hit it back and forth on his different hands, almost like you're juggling, but you're just tapping it back and forth just to get that feel and that muscle memory down of, you know, how high, because then at that point you can start controlling how high you hit the ball, how low, there's a lot more control you have when you're just practicing getting those touches in. So that's another tip I've been trying out as well. But Thank you guys. This has been awesome. Ronnie, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure I'll have you on in the future. Maybe we'll do another Bible bros pod from our, yeah. our past. Anyway, guys, I have lots of good content on this channel. I'm really into sports, NFL, NBA. So you get some of that. I like to do health, nutrition, fitness podcast. Love that. I'm really getting into finance and investing right now. So I'm into those as well. And I also just started a podcast on going through Harry Potter page by page. And I know the first question everyone always asks me is, how do you have enough material in one page of Harry Potter to cover a 20-minute podcast? And I say, you can dig, man. There are some rabbit holes that you can go down pretty easily on these pages. So it's doable. Oh boy, I feel I like that'll take twice. you a couple years, man. <laughs> so it's going to take me a while, man. It's going to be a journey. I'm going to be the most Harry Potter knowledgeable person you've ever met by far. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks again. And I will see you on the next pod. Thank you.